All right, welcome back everyone for another episode of Talk to Tatiana. And today with me, I have Andrea Freeman. Andrea, welcome to the show. Share a little bit about who you are, where you're from, what you do, and tell us a little bit about your story. Sure. Well, it's great to be here. Um, I'm Andrea Freeman, and I am the CEO and founder of Andrea Freeman Consulting. and I'm a mindful business coach. So what that means is that I work with service-based entrepreneurs to be able to scale their business to multiple six and seven figures through authentic thought leadership and through meaningful connections. So I uh, live with my husband and my daughter in upstate New York, and we're about 90 miles north of Manhattan. So just for a little geographical reference point. Um, And how I got into business coaching in the first place is that I've really been a lifelong entrepreneur. I started my first business when I was 12 years old and my second at 26. So um, then third at 31. So I was just trucking along here with the businesses. But ultimately, I think what has emerged through all of those life experiences is just how passionate I am about business ownership and really business ownership as a vehicle to becoming the best version of yourself. So that's why I like to work with service-based entrepreneurs to be able to grow into the highest vision of themselves, which is ultimately also allowing their business to make more impact and have it make a difference in the world. That's amazing. I love that. And tell us a little bit about how and what type of business you started and how your journey was and as an entre- as a young entrepreneur at 12 years old. That's pretty amazing, I'd say. <laughs> So at 12 years old, it was a tiny little baby business. Um, And what that was, was me, um, along with like all of the other girls in my Girl Scout troop, getting certified through the Red Cross to become babysitters. And for whatever reason, that was a light bulb moment for me. And I just decided to start marketing and monetizing. And at that time, everybody didn't have a computer in their home. I know I'm really dating myself, but I found a neighbor who had a computer. And I was like, I got to come over on Saturday because I got to make these flyers. And so I like took all this lady's time on one Saturday afternoon and made up all these flyers and went door to door. The Girl Scouts really teaches you how to sell door to door. So that's what I did. That's how I decided to go into business. And I did that for a couple of years until... Until then, I was able to be able to get a job. I was old enough to get a job where, you know, everybody else was working, whether like fast food or retail, right? So uh, until 15, I basically dabbled in uh, this little babysitting business. That's amazing. That's awesome. I mean, um, it looks like based on what you've been sharing that you've been kind of an entrepreneur, serial entrepreneur. Is that right? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I never really looked at it that way. But yeah, it's I definitely have had a a few iterations and people would call this a serial entrepreneur adventure. That's awesome. I love that. I actually am very biased towards businesses. I think that being in business is much better than working for somebody else. But again, it's not for everyone. So you have to find what's right for you. So tell us about your next business that you started. Yeah. So um, I I took a break, actually, from business for a while after that babysitting business. <clears throat> Excuse me. And when I was when I was 16, I'm sorry, I have something <clears throat> that's not cooperating. Yeah. Hold on one second. <clears throat> Hydrate. <clears throat> So um, what I was saying is that 
when I was 16, I ended up working at a summer camp out in Kansas City. And I uh, had a great time working at that camp. They had this amazing program where they had a camp for kids with disabilities and their same age non-disabled peers. Now, as someone who has a sister with a disability who was always sent to another town to go to have her camp experience, yet me and my other sisters went to the one, the local one in town, I came home and I was like, wow, we don't have anything like this. I'd love to be able to go to camp where my sister goes to camp and like all go as a family. So at 17, I started that summer camp. It wasn't a business. It was a community service project. But for me, I got bitten by like really being of service, really doing something that makes an impact in the world. And so I wanted to do something when it was time to go away to college that would allow me to have as similar an experience to summer camp all year round as I possibly could, right? I knew I couldn't turn summer camp into a job, but what was kind of close was teaching. So I actually went away to school and became a public school teacher. And I taught for exactly one year, one year (laughs) only, because it was really not a fit. Probably about three weeks into it, I was like, this is not where I'm supposed to be. Um, And so while I was finishing up that year, I spent a lot of time reading, I mean, every personal development book I could get my hands on, taking all kinds of classes, working with energy healers, you know, like really trying to dig in and figure out what I wanted to do with my life. It seemed very significant at that time. And what I settled on was what I had started doing in my weekend time while I was still a public school teacher, which was I was catering dinner parties. I was throwing dinner parties. Um, and so I decided to go to culinary school and open a catering company. So that was business number two. Wow. And then, yeah. And then that transitioned into event planning and ultimately led me to be a celebrity event planner. And, you know, then I was off and running with that, that whole third business. Wow. That's really, I mean, that's an interesting leap from, babysitting to um, school teacher to event planning. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Windy path. Definitely a windy path. (laughs) I feel like ultimately most of the people who end up in coaching have really had quite a journey. And I feel like bring something to the table that is, um, you know, like a a freedom to explore, a freedom to be curious, uh, and to just like really follow your own path, whatever that looks like, and kind of break the mold. And I think we hold that space really nicely for people to be able to trust themselves and to be able to listen to that little voice inside that's saying, I might be interested in something else. Yeah, that's actually very important, I think, to listen to yourself and to spend some time learning about who you are. Yeah, Um, that's kind of important. Um, what um, have what are the things that have surprised you as you kind of did your first business, maybe second business, kind of anything that you didn't expect to be doing? Mm. Oh, so many things. Um, I feel like I, like so many entrepreneurs, went into business uh, very much like driven by my passion for whatever the thing is that I was going to be doing, right? Like, so when it was catering, it was cooking. I really wanted to be cooking, cooking. And then I actually got tired of cooking professionally. It just took the joy out of it for me completely. Now, I throw a mean dinner party, but I could not cook professionally anymore. It just like totally zapped my energy. So, 
what's so strange is that in that business, I was surprised at how little joy I was experiencing doing something that I love so much that that ended up becoming really very surprising to me. Now, it was a natural transition into events because people were starting to ask me to understand like more of why they were having people over and what they were doing, what the goal was. And so I just became fascinated with those conversations, those relationships, being able to contribute to the experience all of the people were having. Um, And I have a really strong skill set. I just like a basic innate (laughs) skill of being organized. So it was pretty easy for me to step into that. And I also started to, in that business, now I ran my event planning business at a super high level. I started it in LA and then I transitioned it to New York when we moved back to the East Coast um, at a really high level, like red carpet celebrities and socialites and big corporations. And it was a global brand. And I never in a million years thought I was starting a company that was going to become a global brand. I literally just wanted to do something that I enjoyed. Like that was it. That was it. That's all I was looking for. And I'm very driven by peak performance. And so I was like getting to hang out with all of these really high performers. And I just found it elevating my business higher and higher. Um, Not so much because I was like getting amazing referrals. Like I was definitely still driving the business that was coming in, but it was just like being able to be in the room and experience the conversation and what's going on and the place that those people are living their lives from was an incredible opportunity. And that's ultimately what led me to make the transition from event planning into business coaching was I got to a point where I had kind of outgrown that business in a way. The conversations that I was starting to really enjoy in that business were more my business-to-business conversations when I would sit down with a colleague and talk about what's working in our business, what's not working in our business, how do we get from where we are now to where we want to go, those kinds of things. And a lot of those conversations were ending with like, oh, wait, what was the name of that meditation you said? Or who's that you know person that I should look at? And well, why don't you just be my coach. And I finally just was like, okay, sure, I'll do it. (laughs) That's amazing. It's a cool way to transition. And do you find that you kind of um, outgrow certain things? I find that to be true in my profession. I've outgrown certain clients. I've outgrown certain projects, certain type of work. Um, Do you find that to be true? Do you think that it applies to pretty much any business or industry? I do. I do. I think that it's kind of human nature for us to be curious about evolving to the next level. Um, And definitely people who are in business for themselves usually are the kind of people who are interested in achieving something, you know, something after this. Like they always have their eye on the prize, the next thing that they want to accomplish, the next thing that they think would be fun. Um, I think it's it's a little bit of an entrepreneurial gene. (laughs) They they go hand in hand. <laughs> I I totally agree. Absolutely. So what do you do now? Explain kind of how you help people. Who's the, your ideal client? Where is someone who is your ideal client? Where are they mentally? Uh, maybe you know psychologically. Maybe physically. Like where they where are they? Whatever the co- combination is. Whatever your psychographic is for the ideal client. 
Yeah. So usually when people find me, they're in some sort of transition. Either it's that they've been doing something as kind of like a side hustle and they want to be able to go full time with it and they're not sure how to make that leap, that very scary initial leap, or they've been doing their business for a while. They've achieved a decent amount of success and They want to get to the next level, but getting to where they are has been a lot of work, has been a lot of struggle. It's taken a lot of force, um, a lot of pushing, and they're just tired of sacrificing their personal life and being unavailable for it because of a business. So they want to achieve more balance. They want to be able to produce results with more ease and with more grace, and That is definitely where I was personally when I transitioned from event planning at a very high level to business coaching. So that's actually like my favorite kind of person to be because I just understand that path so well. That's cool. It's really cool. Um, And how do you work with, uh, with people in the sense that what do your programs look like? How do you help them? Where do you help them get to? And I guess you save them time to get there, you know, through working with you, they can get there faster, but where can they expect you to get, help them get to? Yeah. So I think more than anything, what I'm really passionate about and what clients are looking for mostly when they want to work with me is that they want a business that feels as good as it looks. Like they've produced a lot of shiny results and on the outside it looks great and like the inside there's a bit of a struggle happening, right? And so they want some peace of mind, they want some ease, they want to be able to be in the flow of their business, um like have some consistency and be able to just have that peace of mind with that they can know that they can trust their systems, that they can trust their strategies, and that they have the mindset like muscle that's being developed as well, that the two go hand in hand and that they get to really be fully present and integrated in their business. So, you know, not so much looking at like, a business life and a personal life as two separate things, but really that we all have one one life, one precious life, and that we get to bring all parts of ourselves to all parts of our lives. So I feel like once people are, you know, get that that's what's going on and that that's what's available, like the shoulders start to come down. There's instantly some freedom. And it's like, I don't have to be trying to keep any part of myself out of my business or any part of my business out of my personal life. And that I get to really get related to who I am now, right? Because the outgrowing part of the business evolution is very often that we're trying to still be who we were in the beginning, when we started our businesses, if that was five or 10 years ago, that should be a very different person than who we are now. And so that might mean that I need to offer different things or that I need to serve a different community and that that's okay. But there seems to be very often a struggle with letting go of those things because, okay, well, that's my bread and butter. How am I really going to let that go? And, you know, what would I create instead? And so feeling kind of like locked into operating in our businesses a certain way. So it's really about getting in there and getting a lot of clarity about who we are, what are we here for, like a 
big, bold life purpose, something that allows us to expand the container of what we're showing up for and the way in which that we serve people, and then step into that and align all the parts of our business with that. That's really that's really good. I really like that. Um, thanks for sharing that. Um, I wanted to ask you, in your experience as a coach, what have you found to be kind of the most common pain point or two or three for someone who comes to work with you? Mm. Well, I feel like most often the immediate pain point is how do I get more clients and how do I have more time? It's usually clients and time. Clients relating to transforming my bottom line and really being able to increase my revenue, right? And then um, it seems like I should be doing all of these things in my business, but yet I already don't have enough time to do the things that I already think I should be doing. How am I going to add these other things in, right? So I feel like there is definitely like stuff to look at to uncover like why we're even approaching it that way. Like um, very often it's a not wanting to let go of certain things and scale, like grow a team. Um, And that's getting in the way, like feeling like we have to micromanage things. And, you know, if our magic isn't involved and that we don't touch individually every single email that goes out or every single uh, social media post, like it's not going to have my vibe, you know. So, just kind of releasing that control and really opening up to that there could be people out there who could contribute to your team, who could care as much about your business as you do and about it performing well, and that might even bring more magic to that area of your business. I love it. I love the magic in the business. I think that um, it's important to feel that magic. If you don't, then it makes it really hard to keep wanting to stay in that business. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And this is very often the thing that people are like, I don't even know like how I'm going to keep going or if I should keep going when they're like reaching out to me. And sometimes the transition does end up being that they start another business or something else, that there is another expression that that they're feeling drawn to. Um, And I help them do the energetic work to be ready to make that transition so that, you know, We're not burning bridges and that we're doing it with integrity and we're doing it with grace because very often we have existing business that we need to transition out of. We still need to take care of those customers and clients as we start to grow a new venture or a new division of our company. Um, And then also, you know, if it does feel like I want to keep going, I I just want the passion back. You know, I feel like in relationships, people are like, I want the magic back. And business (laughs) owners get to that same place. It's like it gets stale. It gets stagnant. And I want to be energized and I want to fall in love with my business again. And that is totally possible when we do all of this work. I like to say that you should let your personal evolution fuel your business revolution. I really believe that when we are looking at who we're being in our businesses, that we can up-level our thinking, which really affects the actions that we're taking, which then affects the results that we're producing. And when we're doing all of that, like very responsible inner work, that that leads to easier results, that leads to, you know, coming up with the answers easier, that leads to just a lot more flow in our businesses. 
Absolutely. I'm with you. I th- I mean, you're speaking my language because I don't know if you know this about me. I actually got sort of outgrown the business that I had before the way it was. So I transformed it. And I also started two other businesses that would all work in tandem to support each other kind of um, because my brain needs a challenge. I grow constantly. I read books, I take courses and I learn new things. And I feel that it's important for me to feel challenged. Otherwise I just feel stuck and I start hating the process, which is mm. not a good thing because I really lo- do love what I do. So it's important, I think, to, to take the time to um, recognize that you are stuck or you feel that you've outgrown your business or your passion and you need a new spark. And maybe that's kind of, um, and that's when you should reach out to someone, well, the person who feels that way, whether it's me or somebody who's listening, would reach out to someone like you to help them take it, take their business to the next level, take their passion to the next level. Am I getting your message correct? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I don't necessarily, you know, it's not always like this big aha moment and all of a sudden there's crystal clarity like, I'm going to launch this other business. For me, I started to feel that discomfort in my event planning business when I w- became a new mother. Like that was the thing for me that really tipped the scales. Like as a high achiever, as someone who was always like cultivating my own personal growth and development, like I was used to achieving pretty easily. Well, motherhood for me personally, brought me to my knees. Suddenly, everything was more difficult. I was questioning everything far more than I ever had in my life. And so I felt out of alignment and I was, you know, I was identifying like, well, maybe it's because I can't balance being a mom and being a business owner. And then I realized that that had just really kind of catapulted me into, um, just identifying differently in the world, right? Like suddenly I didn't have time in my life for things that didn't feel completely aligned with who I am and what I'm here to do in the world. And so I, it made me question everything. I rebranded completely. I started offering different services. I started cutting out services. I feel like very often, and we definitely live in a society that encourages us to believe that the busier we are, the more successful we are, right? How often do we talk to somebody we're catching up with? How are you doing? Oh, I've been so busy. Oh, that's so great. Like, oh, really? Because I'm feeling overwhelmed over here, right? (laughs) So I just decided to shift it. Instead of like trying to do so much anymore, I got really focused. I really drilled down on the things that lit me up most about my business and and down to the littlest things. Like um, when I was doing weddings, when I would get a new wedding couple, I used to send these beautiful Tiffany champagne glasses as like a client welcome gift and so excited to work with you. And and it made sense, I thought, you know, up until this point, because it was a luxury item. I was a luxury planner. And then when I was going through this like, you know, reinvention of myself as a business owner, I realized that Yes, it's yes, on some level it makes sense and on some level it's just not aligned because who I am is someone who cares about not just the pretty but like truly a deep and meaningful connection and so I had rebranded myself as, you know, events based on meaningful connection. It had to be something that cut through much more and made much more of a connection with my client right away. So 
I threw the Tiffany champagne glasses out and I started doing like a beautiful organic candle and like a biodegradable bath soap and all these things to point to that, yes, event planning can be stressful. Like you might need to relax. Like here's a bar of chocolate, all of those things. But it was much more in alignment with my core values and, and honestly, like the core values of the client that I was, you know, identifying as my soulmate client. So I went from, oh, yeah, a quick like, oh, thanks for those glasses. Like the next time they saw me, like they wouldn't even go out of the way to say thank you to like people gushing on social media and thanking me so much. And this is so amazing because it was in alignment. And so this is what I talk about, like I that I really did live it. Like I really did go through the process of seeing what it's like to be doing things that are because you think you should versus just because it's what you know deep in your heart you should be doing in your business. I love that. Andrea, thanks so much for for being a guest. And as we wrap up here today, uh, where can people find you? And I'll certainly put your social media links in the show notes. But um, is there a website? Is there um, uh, some sort of a resource that you share? Um, Where can people connect with you and find you? Yeah. So the best place to stay in touch with me, the place that I'm most active um, on the interweb is a Facebook group. I have a free private Facebook group and that is called Up Level Collective. So I think Facebook is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Up Level Collective. Okay, cool. Absolutely. So I put those links into you into the show notes. Andrea, thank you so much for sharing your journey, for for sharing what you do today and how you help people, how you help them transform their businesses and their lives. I appreciate it very much. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. This is great.